Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am one half of your co-hosting team, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. And I'm J.P. Miller coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, welcome to the show. Today is episode 132. J.P. Miller episode 132 and uh, we have a big big show today like i'm so excited i'm actually very very excited to talk about all the things that we get to talk about this week so if you're listening folks um i mean get a quiet space uh tell the kids to be quiet tell the tell your uh whatever whoever's bothering you to shut up because we have a great episode for you but sadly we have to start off some bad news and i do not like to talk about this um you know death is is part of uh sadly part of the circle of life um certainly we know when we strap in to the race car there is risk involved and frankly on this show we do not talk about death all that often or racers who die in the act of racing because we all know that's part of it that could happen but i would be remiss and uh, i think jp you would echo those remarks that we would be remiss if we did not mention that uh, a big supporter of our show a big supporter uh, miles coolmeister of ultimate awning has passed uh, unexpectedly not in a race car just um, had a personal issue and um, frankly, Miles was one of uh, just one of the good dudes out there. Uh, he was incredibly good to us. As you know, we went to the Ultimate Awning booth when we did our live shows at PRI every year. And Miles reached out and was very gracious to allow us to do that. Um, I, and he was just a big supporter of the show and an all-around really good dude. And it... Uh, it, it, it was sad, uh, and I don't, I don't talk about death much on this show, but I do want to say um, Godspeed to our, our guy, um, Miles Coolmeister. Yeah, it definitely was a it definitely was a, a, a sad situation, and the news center hit me hard. I didn't know Miles for a long time, but I met him a couple years ago at PRI, and you know he welcomed me in with open arms. Um, always was cordial, always was good to talk to very knowledgeable guy and like you said just a good guy and one of the one of the coolest names that you could ever hear so it's like you said guy speed mouse i'm going to miss seeing that guy um and he had a great company and you know i just i i, I just hate it because i i like i really like miles but it, you you rarely there's few people that you meet in life that just stand out to you on first impression and that you can tell are just generally good people. And Miles was definitely one of those guys. And if anybody who came across him would probably say the same thing. So, uh, you know, RIP Miles, and we're going to miss you, brother. Uh, no question. Um, so we, we dedicate this episode to Miles Kuhlmeister and, uh, and all the other folks that uh, have helped him or work with him at Ultimate Awning. Um, that said, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, but... Um, with heavy hearts, we're moving on. Uh, that said, back in 2020, when the world got really weird, JP, um, this was um, kind of a 
a segment that was not really a segment. It was kind of a, a false segment, so to speak, kind of a, that I like to call the world is weird. And longtime listeners of the show will remember when uh, we talked about all kinds of crazy things happening in the world. 2024 is off to a raging start in that regard, sir. Um, and all our listeners, I don't know how much you're paying attention to the craziness that is going on in 2024 already, but it is wild already. So we're going to bring this back. We're going to do a little rewind of The World is Weird. And what we're going to ask you folks to do is, uh, if you really like this segment, if we want to keep doing this from time to time, you're going to maybe send us a message and say, pill it. Um, if you do not like this segment, if it is just too bizarre and too out of the groove for you as a top sportsman and top dragster fan and or racer, then you can kill it. And we will take the vote and we will let you decide. But for this week, JP, um, we've got what is uh, a brewing kind of a civil war down on the Texas border. I mean, we've got uh, Joe Biden telling the the Texas governor Abbott that he needs to take down the fence and Abbott's putting fences up and we got states taken side. It's as close to a civil war as we've had in however many long. And it is, that is just completely wild to me. Uh, that, that is just bizarre. Um, so we've got that going on. And then the weirdest thing just on stacked on top of stacked for 2024. JP, do you know what the cicadas are? You know what a cicada yeah. is? Um, so we get those here in, uh, Southern or Indiana and Southern Illinois. And, um, there are, I didn't know this until recently, but there are 13 year cicadas and there are 17 year cicadas. So the 13 years cicadas, they only come out once every 13 years and then they bury themselves. The 17 years cicadas only come out once every 17 years. You want to take a guess what's going to happen in 2024, JP? (laughs) Is the 17 year cicada gonna come out? This kind of reminds me of like bourbon. You know, when you get like an eight year bourbon and a 12 year bourbon and then a, you know, 15 year bourbon. So are the 17 years better in that regard? Or Uh, listen, I think they're both awful. Uh, I think they're absolutely both awful. And what's gonna happen in 2024 is that both the 13 year and the 17 years are gonna come out at the same time. So we're going to have uh, all kinds of cicadas everywhere. And I think, I don't know if they like each other or not. We're just going to have to find out. Like, they may not like each other. And they're so going to be, be warring like a, cicadas. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess. How, how do we know this, though? Who? Just don't how ask. Do we, I'm just telling you. If do, I tell you, JP, out? it is fact. Uh, I've told, said this for no, years. No, I'm not doubting you. I'm just, I'm just wondering who how john q taxpayer footed the bill for this study um oh of course of course <laughs> there was a million dollar uh tax study that said oh, when are these things coming out but yeah that i don't know if they like each other i think that's going to be the biggest thing you know you usually you know it's one or the other and this year it's both so i mean buckle up for the cicadas and and the civil war of cicadas on top of that so, oh my god yeah. can we <laughs> If y'all want to just throw money for studies that don't mean anything, can we throw some toward the Fast Brackets podcast? We can find some stuff to study. <laughs> we and, will study you know, things like you have no idea, right? <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I'm just telling you, be prepared. I don't know what you do to prepare for cicadas, but whatever you need to do, you got to do it. So um, that that is the pill it or kill it section, section of uh, The World is Weird and let us know what you think. Uh, we'll keep doing that because there's plenty of weird things going on out there. It fascinates me to no end, but uh, I, I, w- I won't talk about it if, <laughs> if nobody likes it. So I'll just say this. I have not found a bug that can stand up to break clean, so I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Fact. That is, uh, that is very good. Um, Hey, JP, we've got a great guest coming on, and we've got some great stuff to talk about, so we probably ought to get going. But, hey, Jeff Gillette from Certified Transmissions is coming on. Jeff is a racer's racer. I mean, and you know what I mean by that. Like, I'm talking about a guy who grew up in the comp eliminator world, runs top sportsmen, has multiple division championships that way, 
ran in that Super Eliminator class, which uh, I think the 790 stuff, very good. One divisionals in multiple classes, just loves to race. And he's got a super cool combo. And he's going to come on and talk about his racing uh, you know, escapades here for 2024. Plus, he's going to talk about Certified Transmissions, which is a new sponsor of the show. I'm really excited to have them on. Um, it's a personal thing for me uh, because, uh, well, we'll talk about that at some point. But um, Jeff does a great job of, of getting you transmissions when you have to replace them in your pickups in your uh, work vehicles uh, in your in your daily drivers um, Jeff can have them shipped right to your door and so we're going to learn all about that stuff but really excited to have certified transmissions on as a sponsor of the fast brackets podcast and Jeff is just a, a good dude and a racer's racer so uh, really excited to have him back on the show um, so guys, girls, get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on that old heap, but metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in, because here we go. All right, let's get them hot. Let's put this thing in the water box. JP Miller... The hottest topic coming up, the World Series of Pro Mod. We've got 32 spots for the fastest eighth mile top sportsman and top dragster cars in the country at the beginning of March. And it looks like the fields are getting close to being set. My understanding is that they've got until the end of January to get the money in and paid in full as we record this on January 29th. We've got most of the fields set. And it looks awesome. Yeah, it definitely looks really good. Um, it's going to be a quick field by all accounts. Uh, as far as top sportsman is concerned, um, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I mean, I think everybody pretty much knows who's got invites by now and people are making preparations to go. Uh, a lot of people are excited. Um, so I think that this is going to be a really good race, man. I, I, uh, I mean, it's got to be a good race. Fifty large, they're going to be going. They're going to be going for it, man. Um, it, well, listen, we know, right? It's it's the largest payout that's ever been made for top sportsman and top dragster. So that's exciting stuff. I mean, it's going to get great cars, and it did. It attracted great cars. So the question is now. Um, Who's going to try to get the number one qualifying position? Who's going to really lay it out there? And then what is the bump spot for 32 cars in an eighth mile field going to be? And I think this is, I mean, we know that there's going to be close to 40 cars showing up. So somebody's going home without competing. And that ain't going to be fun yeah. for them. For sure, right? That is not going to be fun. But uh, No, it's not going to be fun at all. And uh, if I'm not mistaken this deal is winner take all so right so i mean one, one guy's going home with 50 grand and everybody else is not and, um <laughs> and right and let's be honest right i mean splitting 50 grand in a bracket race pretty common everybody would gather up split it up splitting the person top sportsman and or top dragster is not all that common now certainly most of us come from the bracket racing world so not like we're unfamiliar to that, but it's not the common occurrence that would normally happen in a bracket race. So, you know, when do you do that? Do you do that at eight cars? Do you do that at four cars? Or do you just say, listen, the flyer says 50 stacks to the winner. I want the stacks. And, I mean, somebody could easily say that and take it all home. Yeah, I don't think, and, you know, somebody from – Drag Illustrated or West Buck can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. It's my understanding that splitting is frowned upon by the World Series of Pro Mod. And from what I understood, if I was listening to what he said correctly, there's a reason why it's winner take all. But I might be wrong, but okay. we'll have to see. All right. Well, you know, um, it would be more exciting if that was the fact the the bottom line then is so then if you're 
and you know if you're normally an elite you know pdra elite top sportsman top dragster car you know you're going to get in right there's 32 cars there show up that not everybody's running in the 370s you know you're going to get in is it important to you to lay the coals and get the number one spot i know one person that it's really important for and uh that is um one dragster driver from the fastest neighborhood in the world, which is Cynthiana, Kentucky. Ashley Johnson and her crew chief, Brian Tidrick, are going to want the top spot. I know that for a fact. That said, is anybody else hell-bent on that? I think there's still something to be said for showing up, unloading, and being the fastest guy in the class. Um, some people downplay it and say it's not that important. But there are people out there who want to be like, you know, my stuff is still the fastest stuff out here. So even if you don't win by chance, you can say, yeah, I didn't get the win this weekend, but didn't nobody outrun me as far as ET is concerned. So, you know, I think there's still something to be said for that. And I think there'll be people going for it. I don't know if they're offering a bonus for this or not, but i I can imagine there'll be some people who want to put some stock into going to number one and they'll be trying to go number one. All right. Well, then, J.P. Miller, uh, what are your predictions in top sportsman for the number one qualifying position? What ET do you expect that to be over or under 370 with a zero? I think if conditions are right... Well, see, it's Florida, so it's going to be warm. Yeah, the conditions I, are going to be right. The conditions yeah, are going to be but right, man. I think uh, I'm going to say this is my prediction. You, you just want ET, or you want a person, or I'll, you want? I'll take a person, but I just I was looking for an ET, okay. but I will take a person. Right, I'm gonna, I'm, no, that. I'm going to say I'm going to say number one qualifier is going to be 368. Whoa! All right, all right, yep. I'm going to say, looking at this field, I'm going to say the bump is going to be somewhere around 413. 368 for the top spot, bump 413. Okay, that's wild. I love it. Um, do you, did you have somebody in mind for that top spot? Uh, who qualifies number one in PDRA Elite damn near every weekend? <laughs> And where is he from? <laughs> um, well, it's uh, Buddy Perkinson or Donnie Hollywood Urban, so <laughs> I don't remember who where those guys are from. Buddy Perkinson, and he's a uh, Virginia native. So. Oh, of course. All right. You know, gotcha. I'm, going, you know I'm going with the VA guy, man. Come on now. I got to. <laughs> I, I should have known. I should have known. Somebody but, is but out there. I will say this. Holly, Hollywood can Hollywood – can, can put the smoke can put the big smoke down too when he wants to so there's a there's a few guys that can do it man I, I, so it's going to be interesting to see it's definitely going to be interesting to see um as far as who can go number one um all right yeah I, i'm saying 368 and 413 all right i'm marking it down just for the record I, i've got this written down all right now what about on the dragster side what do you from that standpoint what do you like you still like a 368 you think somebody's gonna go a little quicker uh, them guys are usually slower than the top sportsman cars so i listen oh i won't make i won't make some drastic guys mad like that. <laughs> they're gonna be, i'm like i'll show him he'll be changing blower pulleys and oh <laughs> for sure there's no doubt about that but i think you're right no. i think they're I, I think the way i read the the entries right now, I think there's a good chance that top sports will be faster overall than the top dragster side. Yeah, I don't, we don't really, we don't have a, we have pretty much close to a full list on top sports. As from what I'm seeing on the World Series of Pro Mod website, we don't have a, we don't have a full list on top dragster. So it's going to be hard to pick this. But if I had to pick, I'm going to say 372. Okay. It's going to be the top spot. Okay, sir. And, and the I'll bump. Say the bump will be. Um, 429. Okay. Okay. 
There it is, folks. Uh, so your your uh, ask, dear listener, is to confirm or deny whether J.P. Miller is going to be right with a 368 bump spot or top spot and top sportsman with a 413 bump. And then on the dragster side, 372 for the pole position and a 429 bump. Um, I, I think both of those are reasonable. I think if I was going to say, I think potentially the dragster bump is going to be a little quicker, but you, you know, you, you've, uh, you, you've given us good numbers. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can argue much with those numbers, JP. Yeah. If I had a little bit, if I had a little right. bit bigger list on the dragster side, I could kind of, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know, you know, but Hey, um, let us know what you, you guys think. Like, uh, you know, let me or Rex know or, or message the page and let us know, you know, what you think the bump is going to be. It'll be interesting to see. And maybe we'll figure out something to give somebody who's the closest. Absolutely. We'll figure that out. So uh, let us know and uh, just pay attention we'll, to the Facebook page. We will we'll make it exciting at some point here before that race goes off. All right, let's put this thing in the beams. Coming back on is a guy from Northern California. He was on episode number 40. So if you have not listened to episode number 40, stop right now. Go back, listen to Jeff Gillette. He is a, the best way I can describe it, Jeff, is a racer's racer. He is one divisionals in complementary. He's one divisionals in top sportsman. He's one divisionals in super eliminator. And he is the owner operator of our newest advertiser here at the Fast Brackets podcast, Certified Transmissions. Please welcome back to the show, Jeff Gillette. Jeff, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to help support the podcast. We appreciate you, um, Jeff. Going way back, you you mentioned your your start in the sport was really comp eliminator, which you know I have thoughts on that uh, class. It's uh, it is uh, a very very cool class, but it's it's not always easy to get your arms around, and it makes you work a little bit. And you, uh, you said your wife at the time was really the driver and saying, "Hey, you should uh, make life easier on yourself and go to top sportsman." Is that is that uh, is that how I remember that conversation? Yeah, we were running our comp eliminator car. We had built an e-altered automatic with a small block in it, and we were running a local top sportsman series testing, basically. And went to the first one and got runner up. I went to the second one and won it. Went to the third one and won it. And my wife said, "What are you doing?" You're going tough sports and racing. You're making money. You're having fun. You're killing yourself running comp. I'm like, yeah. She goes, you know, once you run top sports, and it was the best move we ever did. I've had more fun the last few years doing that. Uh, it's, it's I found a home. Right, right. And um, and remind our listeners what combination you have because it's a cool combo as well. Right now we've got a 637 cubic inch. Uh, big block, naturally aspirated, uh, turbo 400, uh, old pro stock, you know, hand-me-down stuff. We've been 672, 204 with it. Pretty stout. Yeah, 672, that is uh, that is moving. And, um, yeah, so you, and you've had a lot of success. I mean, I know that in the Division Seven area, people do not want to line up next to you because you've had a, a lot of wind lights come on. So that's uh, – that, that, is a tip in, you know, your a feather in your cap as well, but uh, very, very cool stuff. Um, I'm happy to have you back on. And uh, certainly uh, the last time we had you on, it was, it was episode number 40. We had just started COVID. So that was kind of wild times, but things have gotten back to normal. And what normal I think means is things are um, every day at certified transmissions back to normal with you. Is that, is that right? I mean, are you back to the normal day to day from that standpoint? Well, actually I'm not, I'm kind of working my, my way out of the day to day operations, but you know, we've got good people been with us a long time and, uh, they're better at it than I am. So I'm letting them do their thing and hopefully spending a little more time on my race car. Right. Right. Um, 
But since uh, since Certified Transmissions is our, is our sponsor and they they can be a big help, but we'll talk a lot uh, as the season goes on about how how Certified Transmission can help. Tell us a little bit about that, how you got involved, and and what the bread and butter of uh, Certified Transmissions is. Well, we started using Certified Transmissions in our shop about twelve years ago. And then pretty soon the guy down the street asked for one and then somebody else heard about it and asked for one and started our own little wholesale business. So we're now the West Coast distributor for certified. Uh, we keep 50, 60, 70 transmissions in, uh, in stock. We ship out of California. We also ship out of the Omaha warehouse. We ship all over the country. All the transmissions come in the black box or dyno tested, updated. We don't sell race transmissions. Uh, but we tell transmission for your dually, for your wife's Buick, for your motorhome. Everything has a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. There's all kinds of racers on the West Coast that have certified transmissions in their dualies because they know wherever they go, they're covered. Right. So it's, it's been a success for us. Well, uh, I personally have an issue. I mean, I think most of us have a, a horror story of a training transmission letting go at some point and having that peace of mind that, um, you know, it has a warranty and has something that, that a company stands behind. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I mean, we can supply, you know, automotive shops. Uh, we do all the local municipalities, you know, police, fire, those kind of uh, operations. And, you know, if someone around the country needs a transmission supplier for their shop or just a transmission for their everyday driver, we can ship it right to you. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. Um what what's kind of standard turn time? I know there's a process that if you go to certifiedtransmission.com, you can kind of look and see all the transmissions that are offered and kind of make sure that you're getting the right one. But what's a what's a standard turn time for something like that, Jeff? So normally, if we have it in stock, we can ship the same day. You know, shipping around the country is typically three to four days. If it has to be built, it's typically three days to build, three days to ship. As long as it's not snowing or, right. you know, something stupid like that. Right. Um, but usually, usually we can get you a transmission within a week, week and a half. Uh, you know, worst case. Sure. Yeah, sure. Well, that's, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty quick then. And um, from that standpoint, and then, then, you know, once you've got it, you've got something good that hopefully will not let you down. Yeah. They're dyno tested. Everyone, not every 10th one, a lot of places, you know, dyno test every other one or every tenth one and say they're dyno tested. But everyone is dyno tested. They come with fluid. They come with all the updates. They're ready to install. JP, not to name names, but I know off the air you were telling me that uh, one of their competitors has had issues and you've you've made a living off of just replacing the same transmission. I think you said it was a Ford Explorer about half a dozen times. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I put. <laughs> they sent me like f four, and all of them was bad. And the fifth one was finally the one that worked, but it it was just a hassle when you're dealing with a customer because customer starts getting irate and they don't want to hear that, you know, you keep getting a bad transmission. It starts turning into no, you did something wrong, which was not the case. Yeah. But yeah, um, that was that was crazy. And so you know, you, if you've got an automotive repair shop and you have to do it five times, no matter what they pay you for warranty, you're not making money. You're working on the same car. No, you because you you putting you, you you start putting other stuff to the side because you got to get this you know you got to get this customer back in in their car. So yeah, it's a mm -hmm. it's a um, nobody comes away happy from a scenario like that. No, not at all. Been there. <laughs> right. So you 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 um. You install as well, Jeff, at, at your shop, or you? Yes, we have. Okay. We started out, we've been a family-owned transmission business for 55 years. Gotcha. Uh, we still build, but we install a lot of certified units. You know, when my buddies come in with a dually and they're towing a 53-foot race trailer that's overloaded with two stockers in it, and they say they're going to Florida, it's like, I don't want to warranty that thing. I'm putting <laughs> no, a transmission yeah, in it warranty if you're in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I... I understand. I had uh, the one of the first duels we had. We we had an issue with the transmission, and we actually had it rebuilt. And then I was like, you know, we should have just put a reman in it. That would have been the better way to go. But we ended up 
getting rid of it. But long story short, I think in that scenario, the remand is the best way to go on that deal. Well, when you're doing things with it that, you know, are taxing it, it's kind of a, at the end of its limits or overloaded. You, you got to give it your best shot. Hold on. Jeff, are you insinuating that drag racers would push their equipment to the limit? Is that what you're trying to tell me? What I found with drag racers <laughs> is the DVW on the sticker on the trailer of the tow vehicle is a suggested starting point. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> this is the thing. Who is going to weigh it and see if you're over? Because I've never weighed anything. I just keep putting more stuff in the trailer. Um, right. <laughs> see, we're comp racers, and we weighed everything. Our uh, our dragster back in the day had to weigh like 1,400 pounds with me in it. So we're going down the road. We're talking about what stuff weighs. We pull over the truck stop and weigh it. We got to know. Right. Sometimes that's not good when you get that sticker. You're like, hmm, I guess I'm going to pull some stuff out of the trailer. <laughs> It's a good point. Yeah, that's a that's that whole comp thing is just a different game. But from that standpoint alone, but but you're right about uh, from drag racer standpoint. I mean, man, it is amazing the stuff that we end up getting thrown in our trailers. And, you know, when we show up at a race, what gets pulled out of our trailer and then things get heavy. And, um, you know, unless you're putting together a transmission, you know, pretty regularly, it actually does make a lot of sense just to have one that's already been dynoed and and put together right from the get-go. I mean, it, whatever the extra it is, I mean, there's a lot of peace of mind that comes from that. And, man, I know from going down the road and, you know, it, it, it just makes a lot of sense to have something that you know works and, and has been dynoed and you, you don't have to worry about it. Well, we sell a transmission called the Road Ripper Series. It's actually designed for what we're talking about. And if you buy the right transmission, the right converter combination, and you pull into a shop with a warranty, you're not going to get quizzed about, well, you're towing a trailer, you're overloaded, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Now, I bought a transmission for that scenario. So, you know, you don't get thrown under the bus because it's heavy or you're towing a big trailer. The Road Ripper. Is that what you said? I'm going to have to look yeah. into that. Yeah, that's uh... Well, that's that's a pretty that's cool deal too, right? Yeah, that's a pretty cool deal because I mean, for what we do, I mean, it, and it probably even if we're not overloaded, man, um, to have a heavy duty transmission is is never a problem. At least in my mind, my mind is like, hey, the bigger the batter, the better. And you know, we we get them with a triple disc billet cover converters and the, the billet input shafts and billet drums and the things that everybody sells to make them survive. And that's important when it's a heavy-duty application. Well, that's that's great stuff. Um, so if if our listeners are like, man, okay, I don't I don't need a transmission, but I've got some miles on it. I need to keep that in mind, or you know, God forbid, you know, have an issue this week. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Jeff, and and make sure that they get a transmission that works and is good to go right out of the box. The best thing, really, we're, we're still old school. Pick up the phone and call us at area code 510-830-9439. We'll ask you a couple questions, VIN number, mileage, what do you do with it? Look up a transmission, get your price. It's pretty much that simple. Yeah, so uh, it's 510-830-9439, correct? You got it. Yeah. No, that's that's great stuff. Um, well, we appreciate you supporting the show and and we'll we'll talk more about this as the the year goes on but uh but yeah man this is a big deal i think for all of our listeners because we've all got a car um that probably needs one at some point car truck etc and so this, this is going to be a big deal to have in our toolbox from that standpoint let me let me ask you this first of all you're from northern Cal, uh, california my understanding is that you're a 49er fan. How hyped up are you that they're in the Super Bowl again? Well, I don't know if I call it hyped up, <laughs> but it's you know kind of taken a beat in the last few years. Uh, when I was a little kid, my dad took me to 49ers games at Keysar Stadium. So I went back to when they really sucked and lived through the good years of the 80s when they were pretty good. And then, I don't know, you know I'd rather watch our team win than 
take a beating. So <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. If we can, uh, and and I've been a Forty Nine er fan all my life because I just love the Bill Walsh, uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice days. Uh, the the hard nosed Ronnie Lott days when Ronnie Lott cut yeah. his finger off and it was like, let me get back in the game. I mean, that was great stuff. So. I am rooting like crazy um, so that we can beat the Swifties out of, out of Kansas City. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not looking a, forward to a good game. Not a 49er fan, but Ronnie Lott was one of my oh, favorite man. players. Like when I played high school football, my number was 42. I tried to pattern my game after him, which I wasn't. Obviously not as good as Ronnie Lott because – I didn't go to the NFL, but <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and for the he, he was that guy. Definition of a tough guy there. Yeah, for yes. those for those people that don't know, Ronnie Lott was so tough. Like he was such a competitor. He was so tough. At some point, and I can't remember the game it was. This was towards the middle to late part of his career, but he broke his finger at some point, and they said, "Hey, you need to come out of the game. We'll take you to the hospital." You know, we'll, we'll go set it so you can try to play, you know, get it fixed and maybe play next year or something. And Ronnie Lott said to the training staff, cut it off. Cut it off. I need to go back and play. And he and they did. They cut his finger off. I think it was his ring finger, if I remember right, at the, at the knuckle. And he went back in and played the second half. That's how tough that dude was. So, I mean, that. If you don't root for that guy, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> honestly. Anyway, um, uh, sidebar. So, uh, yeah, well, let's go Niners, Jeff. I'm, I'm uh, big, really fired up about that. Um, tell me about your racing year for season for this year. You uh, got the car together. You need to work on a little more stuff. Where are you at with that? And what's the season look like to you? Actually, I'm pretty close. I started the day we got back from Pomona. Uh, we had a pretty good year, finished in the top 10 in the nation. Uh, California is a really, really tough place right now to race. Our nearest points race is five and a half hours away. Then they're 12 hours away, 13 hours away, 14 hours away. So I, the year is kind of up in the air. We're going to go to Pomona, go to Vegas, and uh, just kind of wing it from there and see how we do. What's Vegas from you? Is it like is that five and a half hours? Does that look kind no, of close? No, Vegas is twelve. Oh, 12. Okay, man, I would fail every yeah, geography test. trying to go north to go back to Vegas, so it's okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And we do it a lot. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I mean, you you got to have all your stuff. Not only the car right, but you got to have your um, your rig right to go twelve hours in any one direction as well. And up the mountains well, and, and all that stuff. Well, nothing out there but sand and desert, so it's no place to be broke down. Right, right, right. Um, but but the car's right, um, and um, and so no major changes. Just button it up and off you go for this year, and and chase another points championship. Correct. Yeah, we've been working with the with Mark Smith uh, okay. on the shocks and suspension on the four link. He's been helping us a little. And uh, made some ignition changes and freshened up the engines, and uh, hopefully we're ready to go. I like it. I like it. And uh, who all? When you say we're ready to go, who all goes with you, Jeff? When you're when you're loading up and you're going to a race, who who does all goes with you? Well, for for many many years, my wife did, but I kind of burned her out. But uh, my two partners, Barry Foley and Darren Seeley, we grew up together. I mean, we went to high school together. Our kids grew up together, and we raced together. And they're just such an integral part of this. I say all the time, when they quit, I quit. Because mm. I just wouldn't want to race without them. I mean, you know, we, we do things and fix things, and we don't have to talk about it. We just do it. And I, I got two pretty talented guys. You know, Barry's the engine builder, and Darren's the fabricator. And uh, we pretty much are self-sufficient we've got uh, sns automotive the guys used to race alcohol drags with a small block they do all machine work for us and then we still have the the watson family and indigeny that makes hard apple cider they're on board to help us again this year so everything's pretty much the same just gonna go out there and give it our best shot a bunch of old gray hair guys having fun <laughs> don't know any better <laughs> um yeah that's that's great stuff um 
um, that's that's really great stuff, Jeff. So I'm excited for you guys. Um, wish you a bunch of luck, rooting like crazy for you, and really appreciate you. Um, you know, coming aboard, uh, certified transmissions, guys, girls. Uh, if you have any um, questions, concerns, call Jeff directly 510-830-9439. And um, let you know, they support the show, so support Jeff, and uh, we'll all we'll all be happy. Well, I'm glad we could be a little part in helping with the podcast. No, that's great. But uh, Jeff, um, please come back on here at some point after you've uh, had a couple races, and let's let's get caught up with uh, how the season goes. And and um, yeah, that'll be that'll be really great stuff, guys, girls. That is the great Jeff Gillette, and uh, I'm say good dude, but uh, racers racer. We're really happy to have him on and part of the show. Thanks so much for coming on, Jeff, and go get him this year. Today's half-track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. For all your high-horsepower legal needs, get with Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. JP, we didn't have a lot of drag racing to cover, but there was drag racing, Bradenton Motorsports Park, the Snowbirds, or no, no, it wasn't the Snowbirds. It was the U.S. Street Nationals, my mistake. Um, Snowbirds is in December. The U.S. Street Nationals just happened over the weekend. They had Pro Mod Racing, um, a little bit of shenanigans, um, and some other racing down there. And uh, I'm wildly upset that I'm not down there doing that myself. But on the Pro Mod side, they did have some really great racing. Oh, yeah, really great racing. Great field of cars. Um, and... Those guys were down there getting after it, and I'm upset that I wasn't down there either because it's cold here, and I'm tired of the cold, and I would like to be at some warm weather, and what better way to do it than enjoy some drag racing? Right, right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it's ridiculous that we're in the snow and those guys were down there racing. It's uh, it's good for them. I will tell you, the Outlawed Pro Mod class is bad. Um, there were 38 cars that showed up. Your top spot was Mark Mickey. He goes 357.9 at 221 miles per hour. Uh, blazing fast. 357.9. Um, number two was a 60 with a four. So, I mean, that, he's he's got 200s on the field. Um, and then your bump spot was a 381.5. So, 32 cars, and it's in essentially two tenths. I mean, 32 yeah. cars in two times, it's wild, right? Um, and all three-second fields, so that was good, well, which is which should be in Pro Mod. So. Right, but by a long shot. I mean, 381.5 yeah. was the bump. So, I mean, that's it was really good racing down there. I mean, these, for as much power as these guys are putting to the pavement, I mean, it's they're so consistent now, too. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it looks like there was the only qualifier that wasn't running 200 miles an hour was the 32-second the spot. And, uh, you know, make take nothing away from Louis uh, Omuet from Canada. Uh, but uh, he didn't, he went 198 miles an hour. Everybody else went 200 miles an hour to qualify. Yeah, I seen a bunch of, um, I seen a bunch of runs. I was watching, you know, from time to time over the weekend, and I seen a bunch of runs that were like in the 206 and 20, you know, and that's, that's decent power for a pro mod um, when you get up into that range. Um, and then, of course, you know, the turbo cars, they mile an hour a little bit, little mm-hmm. bit better than that. Um, but at the end of the day, it was it was Mark Mickey taking the pole and taking the win over uh, Ken Cortuccio. So uh, congratulations to Mark Mickey. Um, if you don't know, Mark Mickey owns M&M Transmissions and does a great job with that stuff. So, um, yeah, Mark Mickey taking the win in pro mod. Uh, at the U.S. Street Nationals in Bradenton. And also, I think they finished another race. Did they finish the Snowbirds on that, there? I think that's right, yes. And it was uh, Lyle Burnett won that. Um, so the race that they finished, uh, congratulations to Lyle Burnett for, for winning that. Um, just wanted to put that out there. Yep, um, yeah, congrats to Lyle as well, yep. But uh, they, the other thing that happened down there was just um, not great. We had some shenanigans, JP. 
Have you ever been involved with a uh, you weren't you weren't down there, so I know you didn't do this. But have you ever been uh, involved with a golf cart accident, sir? I have been involved with some golf cart uh, near misses, uh, some 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 close calls, but not exactly an accident. Um, I'm not to make light of the situation, but I mean I'm you know I have been known to enjoy adult beverage or two from time to time. Um, I would just say guys, sometimes when you, when you're out there and you get on the golf cart, maybe slow them down a little bit, you know, you think, ah, we're just on a golf cart and it doesn't matter, but you can, you can lose control of those things. Apparently just like you can lose control of anything else. Um, And we had a racer's car that got rammed, I guess by a golf cart. And, it's my understanding that alcohol may or may not have been involved. Oh, it uh, definitely was involved. It was definitely involved. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to, once again, I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm just saying, uh, if you're out there and you're riding around in the pits at night, you know, take it easy, slow down, just cruise, you know, put you some music on and just kind of cruise around. We don't have to be going 150 miles an hour all the time, folks, especially doing through the pits. So, uh, I think one of the uh, passengers or drivers of the golf cart may have gotten some injuries, so uh, speedy recovery to him. And yeah, yeah. I, listen, um, off the when when we hit stop on this, I mean, off the record, I will tell you, uh, you know, I've been in involved with a golf cart accident, and it wasn't me, but the driver of the golf cart was about 30 miles west of sober at the time and um <laughs> you know and it, the cart flipped over i've still got a scar on my back from it um but so so the but, accidents can happen with that the, so they, you weren't you but you weren't west of sober though you you didn't I you was the voice of reason in this scenario, JP. Um, and maybe one day we'll, I'll put it on record, but, uh, cause it's actually kind of a funny story, but, um, it turned out well, but it could have turned out very poorly. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to, cause it's actually DUI. If, if you're driving a golf cart, you can get a DUI. And I was very lucky that my friend did not get a DUI. Um, I, participated in helping him not have that on his record but uh, the bottom line is you can't get a DUI on that you can get hurt and in this case Brandon Perez's car was beat up and I'm I don't know if they made a pass after that or not um, it, he's saying hey he'll get it fixed and he's also saying publicly that whoever did hit it has come and said hey they'll pay for all the damages and and they're gonna make it right but but uh, my goodness, I think guys. they did get it fixed for um, round one. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have. I didn't know you could get a DUI on a golf cart. I've never, ever driven a golf cart under the influence of anything. Um, I just want to put that on record. Uh, right. Well, because of course you would not ever do that. We know you to be a solid citizen, <laughs> sir. So That's right. We know this. But other people do. So we gotta we gotta warn those people off from being uh, public nuisances. So from now on, just get a designated driver for the golf carts, or or keep or it walk. under a hundred, man. Just keep it or under a hundred. Oh like gosh, how fast did you? I didn't even think golf carts could go that fast. But. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you what. Um, Roy Simmermaker, the first thing he did was take that governor off the golf cart. So our the Simmermaker Motorsports golf cart moves. And I'm telling you, it floats. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. I've I've driven it, but I did the predator swap <laughs> on mine, so I can I've had it up to like 28. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, that, that was bad news. Uh, I don't like that for anybody. That's got to be the worst feeling in the world to come out in the morning and have your race car all smashed up and you know not know why and not know who. That's got to be an awful, awful feeling. So, guys, girls, public service announcement: If you're going to drink. Keep it under 100 if you get behind the wheel of a golf cart for your safety and for everyone else's out there. Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just one second and talk about the biggest race 
On the schedule coming up, JP, the pro superstar shootout, Bradenton, Florida, February 8th, 9th, and 10th. I think that's right. Is that, uh, it's the weekend of the Super Bowl. It is the, thank you. It's the 8th, 9th, and 10th. I did have that correct. Um, it is going to be super cool. And in my opinion, these dudes, the professional racing organization that put this together and, uh, Drag Illustrated and Victor Alvarez at Bradenton Motorsports Park, they did it right. I mean, it is very, very cool. They put a lot of money on the table for Top Fuel and Funny Car. They put a lot of money on the table for Pro Stock. So if you don't know, it's an eight-car field that is running for 250 GER in Top Fuel. It's an eight-car field running for 250 GER in Funny Car. It's a 16-car field running for 150 stacks in pro stock. And then we have three sportsman classes, top sportsman, which is going to be unbelievable, 50 grand to win, 32-car quarter-mile field there. Then they've got stock and super stock, and those are both 32-car qualified fields. So we've got six classes, which I think is right. I mean, we I've been banging on this for years. If you get butts in the seats, if you hype it and get viewers watching, you do not have to have a tremendous back gate. You do not have to have every single minute go perfectly. And you can run finals on a Saturday night in a window like a 7 o'clock. I think the plan is to run finals on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Not at midnight. Not at, you know, way too late. Not at 7 o'clock. And they've only got six classes. So they can manage it. They've given themselves some time. And uh, I think this is going to be great. I'm really excited. Um, I will be there to um, on, on the grounds for sure to watch uh, all of the classes. But I'm really excited to watch Top Sportsman as well. And... Um, I just I think this is going to be a really really great program, JP. I I cannot wait to watch it. Oh yeah, it's definitely going to be awesome to see how these guys go and uh, to run for this type of money. And big shout out to um, Victor Alvarez and, and the people at Bradenton Motorsports Park. I mean, they they packed that track out uh, consistently, and I don't think that thing has closed down in the last two years they've been doing something there like every weekend like it's year round down there now so that's that's well, that's it, awesome you um, know like i i'm i live in indianapolis right uh you know indianapolis raceway power i've kind of thought this is the hollow ground but i mean give victor some credit he's carving out a niche down there as the place to race um you know in, yeah. in the southern part of the u.s and and he's they've done a lot of work they did a lot of work to the, the grounds. One of the major things that is important for the pro racers is that the um, that the scoreboards are not too close to the track. So what they did is they spent a lot of money moving the scoreboards away from the track because at top end, if you get you know off the track, you do not want to hit a scoreboard pole. And so they've put a lot of money into moving the scoreboards out. They've also put a lot of money into bringing new concrete pads and letting um, you know all the racers have good spots to park in. So give Victor a lot of credit for that. Give the pro group a lot of credit for raising money, right? To to raise the money it costs. I mean, when you normally race for fifty grand in Top Fuel and Funny Car, and you get to race for two hundred and fifty grand. Big deal. And then give West Buck in uh, Flow Flow Sports uh, a lot of credit for hyping it up. And you can watch it on Flow and, and you'll get to see all the detail. And, you know, you'll get to see up and close personal stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's uh, could be, you know, the future of what really marquee events look like. So I, I, I just I think it's really cool. And plus, we get to have top sportsmen with this thing. So we don't know the field as of yet. As of recording this, we do not know the field, but uh, we will get that to you as soon as we know. I've got a couple people that I know will be there, but the field hasn't been announced for Top Sportsman. But when it does, we will talk about that, and we will obviously have that on our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Top Sportsman on the long track, too. So for all you guys out there that love quarter mile and, and give us grief for racing eighth mile, here's your, here's your, here's your chance right here. Um, right, right. I mean, we're going to have uh, – I, I think it's going to be – 
just awesome. The, the quality of cars is going to be really good. Uh, the facility is going to be really great. It's going to be Florida in February. What could possibly go wrong? I, nothing that I can see. Great. That's what I'm talking about, JP. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, excited. We will bring you more information on that. But uh, great event. Really excited about it. I think it is uh, something to keep your eye on. If if you've not been paying attention, check it out because it is going to be great stuff. And we'll have more on the top sportsman side of that next episode. As we hit the mile per hour cone presented by CertifiedTransmission.com, we go back to the well on this one, JP. We are going back and talking again about Turbo Todd Moyer setting yet again another world record. It's it it's insane, honestly. Uh, all he does is set world records. Apparently, um, Todd Moyer showed up in Florida, and he uncorked some very very impressive runs. Uh. 345 to the eighth mile. Um, and then Todd said, I'm not done there. Let's take it on out the back door. And this man goes 514 at 273 miles an hour in the quarter mile. That is moving. That is some big steam. Uh, I don't care who you are. I don't want to hear nothing about no radio tire. I don't want to hear nothing about no weight. The man was flying. So, you can say what you want to say, but you can't say he wasn't fast. Look, he's Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. He went he went Mach 10 is what he did. I mean, essentially on the ground. He went Mach 10, 345 to the eighth. And what was it? What was the quarter mile time? 514 at 273. 514. That like does it that blew away the record by two tenths, JP. Two tenths yeah, so he we're... beat the record by. The previous we're record. Now getting to where we're kind of like, I'm not gonna say knocking on the four second door, but we're walking up the steps to the porch. <laughs> yeah. uh, Five fourteen in a quarter mile. That it's yeah. hard. To, so let me let me put this in perspective because the, and this car with doors on it for a door car. Come on, man. So this is from. Brent Kepner and uh, Drag Illustrated reported this as well. But I, this is, we've just got to put this in perspective. Todd Moyer's record-setting run would make him the fourth quickest supercharged alcohol dragster driver ever. The fourth quickest ever if he was driving a supercharged alcohol dragster. Moyer has now run more than two-tenths of a second quicker than any top alcohol funny car in history. And he's now over a third of a second quicker than the nostalgia top field dragster record holder. So doors, no doors, alcohol supercharged does not matter. Todd Moyer, the turbos, doors in his blue Camaro goes absolutely ballistic. It's ludicrous speed is what it is. Yeah, he is definitely a bad man. And, um, if somebody tell Donald Long, I think he, I think Todd, weigh, he weighed in at like thirty six hundred pounds when he did that too. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, There's no kidding. way. You can get I'm that. just get the heck out of here. Sheesh. We're delusional now. Kidding. We're delusional. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm just kidding. I love but, Duck. I love Duck, but he he does love him uh, some radials, doesn't he? He loves him some radials. Uh, radials do impressive things, but I mean, it ain't nothing like a big tire pro mod. I, I don't care what you say. Um, right. And that's just my stance. Uh, and you see it, five fourteen at two seventy three. So, uh, hey, come on, man. Like, is it? And but what's crazy to me is that car goes dead straight too. It plants and goes dead straight. He does not get out of the group, which is, I mean, has always no. been the issue, right? So not only is he doing it with the power and and turning those tuber, how about tuning those turbos? Um, check that. But he's also got the chassis figured out in order to plant that much power. I mean, he's he's doing it at a level that um, is just unheard of right now. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very impressive. I was on the start line in Maryland, um, and the way that thing just sounds and looks, it's like a, it's just controlled violence is the only thing that I could <laughs> right. even come close to describing it. And 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 you know, let's not forget this thing runs, you know, well over two hundred thirty miles an hour to the to the eighth. That is, that is screaming. there's there's hardly words there's hardly words for it um he's doing stuff that never has never been done and um all i can say is congrats um to to todd moyer for doing i mean kind of the unthinkable i i'm not i'm not even sure how he makes it happen so congrats to him and i mean what could be next i mean is it possible to have a four second pass in a quarter mile in a door car i i think you can do it um yeah i think you could do it um do you want to do it that's another question but i think you can do it but i mean the 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 514 didn't look like anything weird or anything was going on honestly it looked relatively smooth it almost looked like he clicked it early but it it just i mean you got to think that's where in do his we mind get to now a right point to where it's, yeah where do we get to a point to where it becomes unsafe so oh i think we're well past I, I that I think, <laughs> I think we're well past that <laughs> well yeah well it's a drag racing but i'm just you know i think yeah. I, I, I love to see it uh but yeah i don't know i don't know that i would want to do that all right, if you're listening, give us your thoughts. Do you think that 514 can be broken? Do you think it's even possible to get a door car in the fours? We've reached insanity, but how much more insane can we go? All right, JP, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls. That is the show. It's time to pull the shoots on episode number 132. There it is, JP. There's the wind light and the sweet, sweet sound of Laura Brannigan. We know we did it right. If we get to hear, if we get to hear Gloria, we knew we did it right. And this was a great show. It really was. It started off sour, um, no doubt. But uh, as we got it going, it was good stuff. Absolutely great show, and you know when Gloria comes on, you know that you you're in the beams and you're taking a wind light. I bet you that when Todd was passing the quarter mile mark at 273, I bet you Gloria was playing in his head. Look, probably all he saw was her dancing next to that gigantic disco ball, and I mean that's probably the best thing. You just Gloria in his ears, the big disco ball. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think. You gotta think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> give him credit. Give him credit. He probably saw a lot of things on that run, and I'm guessing that disco ball was one of them. He probably saw a lot of things moving past him quickly. I don't. <laughs> right, right. We did have a great week, though. Um, Jeff Gillette came back on. He was fantastic. Uh, Certified Transmission is his company, and we really appreciate his support. But. That, like he's going to support you too. So that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So uh, also, um, if you don't mind, leave us a review on SoundCloud and I, and um, iTunes. It's a big deal. I don't know why. JP, I don't think you know why either. But uh, the algorithms want it. So you can say anything. Just say Gloria. Say certified transmission. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But uh, it helps. So please, please post something. Yes, please help us out and let us know what you think about these bump spots and um, yeah. these number one qualifiers and 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 anything else that we talked about today. If you have thoughts, comments, curse words, whatever, um, direct all compliments to me. Direct all insults and and all of that stuff to Rex. And uh, <laughs> great, great. We'll, we we we'll just assume just just assume that all our listeners are. Angry listeners are my ex-wife, and uh, all the all the oh, happy God. listeners are, are your wife. It's great. Anyway, guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down. And travel safe.
Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.